This is the John Oliver Podcast. Our goal is to help you think outside of the box and motivate you to pursue your goals. I am your host, John Oliver. This is episode one. Uh, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. I think a introduction is in order. Um, in order to listen to somebody, you got to kind of know them before you can get a gauge of where they are. And um, I thought I would just give you my bio, my resume. Um, first off, I'm a father of two. Uh, one of those is sitting right across from me, Eli. He's 15 years old. He is my producer slash director slash gadget guy slash everything. He's slash. Maybe your nickname should be slash, Eli. Um, and I am a father to Peyton. Um, she's my daughter. She's 19 years old. She will be a guest on an upcoming uh, podcast on student loans. I have a feeling she wants to weigh in quite heavily on student loans. Um, that's a good one. And if you catch that, uh, yes, I am a NFL fan. Um, the whole Peyton Eli reference, uh, has nothing to do with the Mannings, um, at, at all whatsoever. It was just happenstance, you know, Eli's a popular name, especially 15 years ago. So that's that. Um, by being a father, I've experienced nine months of, uh, a mother being in labor and all those symptoms, the mood swings. I did that twice. So that's some experience there. Um, I've set up two baby rooms, uh, you know, bassinets, uh, and 529 accounts. Um, I've brought a healthy baby home, uh, from the hospital and I've, uh, had to leave a baby in the hospital, uh, for not being healthy. And, uh, that was, that was heartbreaking. Um, I've had to rent a piece of a hospital equipment. It was $10,000 a week in order to bring my baby home. And, um, then we had a power outage at two o'clock in the morning. So I'm plugging this, uh, piece of equipment in my cigarette lighter in my vehicle, uh, sitting with my baby in the garage, uh, for four hours. So, uh, I've gone through those, um, that type of those, those kinds of times, um, you know, report cards, I've seen A's and B's and I've seen D's and F's. I've gone through that and coached my way through that. I've taken classes a long time ago, obviously, growing kids God's way to try to learn more on how to raise kids and discipline and all that fun stuff. Um, I've taught my kids from how to walk and ride a bike uh, to calculus and driving a car. Um, I'm, I have been a stepfather. My, uh, my name was Pop um, to her. Um, I think she's 27 now. She's, uh, so how old is she? You give me a weird look there. How old is... I think she's uh, like 22 or 23. Oh, really? Did I, over, I overshot that? Yeah, well, like it just five feels, years. It yeah. feels like it's been forever ago. It, which it has. It has. But anyway, so there's that, and there's those experiences of blended families and, and going through all that. Um, my next title is I'm a son. Um, my parents have been married uh, this year or last year for 50 years. And growing up, um, I can honestly say without even thinking about it, uh, that was my first goal is them just being together forever. Um, and me growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of divorced parents out there and single this and single that. Um, and now it's more common. So my parents are kind of rare nowadays. Um, it would be great to see more marriages last longer. Um, and I, I tried, uh, I didn't make it. Uh, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, growing up, my dad worked 
uh, a lot, uh, long hours. He worked hard. Um, he was in construction. He was a, a bread man. Um, he did own his own business. Um, he taught me everything from building a house from the ground up to rebuilding a motor in my first car that I bought when I was 14 by working construction since I was 10. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, rebuilt the motor my, myself, all everything except for the crankshaft. We had that done, um, but I put the pistons in, the rings and all that from there on up. And anyway, um, he taught me how to be a gentleman. Um, my crash course story from my dad was, I don't remember how old I was. I don't think it matters, uh, because I knew better. And, um, my dad worked long hours and one day he came home early and I didn't know it. And I was being disrespectful for my mother. And I walked around the corner and there my dad was. And, uh, he had a way of putting his hand on, on your shoulders, but he kind of pinched you a little bit with his index finger and thumb just on the side of the neck, right there in the those arteries that go up and down. And we, we walked, he, he was a quiet man. He doesn't say a whole lot. Um, he grabbed me by, I won't say the neck. It wasn't a choke or anything, but he grabbed me by the shoulders. We walked in the garage and we had a man to man conversation about respecting women. And I can remember it like it was yesterday. Um, but as I talk to my dad now and, and talk about these stories, I'm the impact on me was, uh, more dramatic than what it really was. And everything seems to be bigger to me than it really was. Uh, but it was impactful. And one of my teaching lessons that I even had to have the conversation with Eli, Eli's just picked it up, you know, being respectful. I wasn't, so he's, he's better than me. So, Hey, I'm doing part of my job. Um, my dad goes to me and says, that's my wife in there. And if you're going to disrespect her like some scumbag on the street, then I'll treat you like some scumbag on the street, disrespecting my wife. And that was a real quick lesson of, you know, I need to respect his wife, not to mention my mom. So that was a big one. So my mom, um, my mom was the approachable one. She, she was obviously the one that was there when she wasn't working. She was a full-time, um, she'll correct me, but, um, uh, she had a career, um, she was loyal to one company her entire her entire um, working time. She's retired now. Um, that taught me to be loyal. And uh, she worked for a big company that wasn't going to go out of business. And that's one thing I picked up too. So naturally, I kind of gravitate towards those companies that I know are going to be able, they're going to be around for a long time. And I think I need it for security. That's just something that has been brought into me. Um, she taught me how to cook. Um, I remember the, her, the first, there's probably many, many, you learn to cook by just watching other people cook. And, uh, as a kid, you sleep in on Saturday mornings and, um, to some people, they don't remember Eli, um, you used to have Saturday morning cartoons. So you kind of wanted to get up early just to watch your favorite cartoon. Um, but I would be aw awakened by the smell of bacon. Um, and that means my mom is starting to cook. So she the full pound of bacon was in the pan. And once that's done, you leave, leave the grease, the bacon grease in the pan and you, she's already prepared potatoes for hash browns and that goes in next. And then that, that simmers and gets crispy. And then there's a one flip and then you leave it alone. Uh, she put a lid on it and the only thing you do is turn the heat off. That's it. You let it cook. 
and then she's making you come down and you're like hey what's what's cooking you know uh me and eli we could just sit and eat bacon and potatoes all day but that's that's those are just side dishes um not to me these days bacon is a main course for me but that's another story as well but um she's like oh what do you want i'm making pancakes you want an omelet uh you want a waffle uh you know what what do you what do you guys want and and you know she'd make anything for you and and that's where I learned to, uh, I don't buy, what's it, what's it, Bisquick? Yeah, or or pancake mix? Like the, the pre-made pancake yeah, mix I don't, or whatever. Yeah, I don't buy that stuff because I've got a thing of flour in the pantry. I, I don't understand, you know, baking powder, baking soda, boom. You can make a cake, you can make pan. I don't get that, but that's my mom. Um, I guess I forgot to say, so my, mo- my mom is from Red Bowling Springs, Tennessee. So we got a little bit of a uh, little bit, of, not really Southern, but I guess it is, she would say, uh, but a little country, a little country cooking. So butter and oil, basically. Uh, my dad's family is from the Kentucky area. Uh, my dad is not from Kentucky. He was actually born here in Indiana, but anyway, so, um, uh, my mom's taught me, um, I think the biggest one has taught me to laugh, um, and taught me that or how to make other people laugh. My mom, my mom's not a comedian, but she kind of encouraged me when I would make her sisters laugh or the family laugh. Um, that, that, that's, that was huge because I was kind of the, uh, not the oldest, uh, cause I have a sister, but I was the oldest boy and, and, um, I turned into a comedian in it in any, any opportunity I had. So I appreciate her, her a lot for that one. Um, and my mom pushed me to learn things and, you know, I don't know if this is PC or not, but, uh, she pushed me to, to learn things that boys don't normally get taught and things like sewing, um, baking, um, cleaning. I mean, uh, some things that, you know, that chauvinistic thing kicks in, I guess, or something. I, I, I didn't think it is a, as a, as just a, a guy or a boy thing or whatever, um, my mom was just teaching me something. Um, I can honestly say to, to date and, you know, I love, we'll, we'll throw, we'll, this will be on YouTube and I'd love to see a comment down below, but so far I'm the only person that I, that I know that I've come across that has used a sewing machine, a welder and a pasta press all in the same day. I mean, so, you know, that's the gambit. That's the, that's cooking from scratch. Um, that's sewing. That's, I mean, that's a machine, but still that's, that's, that's not just needle and thread. That's a machine. We're talking a bobbin and thread in the machine and, and, you know, hooking the thing up and then a welder. So, and this is all successfully too. Yeah. Successfully. Correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't, you know, this is just some of the skills that I have. Um, um, and that's part of my dad teaching me if, Hey, you don't know how to do it. Find out. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and then probably the biggest one and probably the reason for the podcast, the reason the podcast might be successful is she taught me how to learn to carry on a conversation. Um, I can't even compete, uh, with her on word for word on talking. Um, you give us a quiet room and an audience that wants to listen. We can go, we can go, we can talk and talk and talk. So, uh, moving along. So like I mentioned before, I'm a brother, um, I have a sister that's three years older than me. Um, I'm not a good brother anymore. I really am not. And that, that's sad, but, uh, addiction has ruined our relationship. 
Um, so we've got that relationship. You know, we live in the same state. We've got one of those relationships where we'll see each other maybe once through the year. That's not Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then, so I might see her two or three times in a year. Um, but, uh, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that, but I got a lot of experience with that. I'll, I'll say one story. So I'm a former law enforcement officer and I got a call, um, by my Lieutenant to go to a run at an address that I knew exactly what it was. And he wanted me to go there because it was her house. Um, and I told him I didn't want to go and he gave me an order and I went or I was to go. So I didn't even work in the area. so I went there and it was in the evening, uh, like a second shift and I go there and she's just dazed out sitting on the couch and, I'm, and I get there. And my lieutenant says, does your sister live here? And I go, yep. And, uh, I go, you know, I, at that time I was done. I said, well, book her. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not going to book her. You take care of it. So I went in and destroyed, uh, some paraphernalia stuff and, uh, everything else was gone. And I told her, this is it. I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not your rescuer and I'm not your prosecutor. You can play the victim role all you want, but I'm, I'm not joining in on this. And uh, shame on me for not jumping in now um, to know that she's changed or not. I don't know. She's got all kinds of medical problems, so I don't know what she's doing now. I can, I can sit long enough. My mom will tell me anything I want to know, but I, to be honest, I, I'm not there yet. Um, so I'm an uncle. Um, at one point I tried to be a good uncle. I've got a good relationship. I've only got, uh, one nephew is a, is a good kid. Um, with him, my first learning experience from him was I was still at home. Um, and he was a baby and he used to have seizures. So I'd be awakened in the middle of the night, um, to screaming, yelling at my sister, freaking out because he's having a seizure and you know, that talking about helpless with a baby, um, especially me seeing all this at that age, it, it, it really sucks. It's not, it's not a good thing, but you know, uh, over the years, um, I've tried to help him out. Um, uh, my opinion only his dad's not the greatest guy in the world. Um, his mom's not the greatest uh, mom in the world and, uh, he's turned out pretty good. He's got a really good head on the shoulder. She's a smart, smart kid, uh, probably smarter than me. Um, but, um, I've tried to, you know, he's lived with us for a while. I gave him a couple cars for a while. He's learned how not to drive a car. We've got a story about picking up paint, which <laughs> Eli's freaking laughing over there. That term means a lot, um, to us these days. But anyway, so moving right along, that's another story. Um, I'm a nephew and I mentioned earlier, um, I have four aunts and, and the uncles have married into the family. So growing up with my mom and four women, um, and a grandmother that was, and their mom, which was really active on, you know, celebrating Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that. Um, I've, I've, I picked up a lot of stuff, but then I've got a whole female audience that I was able to, um, to talk to. Um, the oldest, um, aunt is just younger than my sister or bleh, just younger than my mom. And then the youngest is, um, a year older than me. So it was kind of weird. Um, my mom, my, her next youngest sister and my grandmother were all pregnant at the same time. So 
my aunt was born in January. My cousin was born in November and I was born in October all in the same year. So that's kind of, kind of weird that you go into high school with your aunt and your cousin. But anyway, um, one of those aunts, uh, I really don't have anything to do with. I helped them out. Um, I, I had a house that I moved out of and, um, you know, as you go through life, you kind of move up through homes and I did that and I, they wanted to buy it. They loved the house. We always have celebrations and birthdays and invited everybody and their brother over and they loved the house and wanted to buy it, but they couldn't at the time. Just that, well, we needed six months. We need six months to get our, you know, income and, and finances and credit history and all that in order. And I said, sure. Okay. They go in three months of good, solid payments. And then it all went in the toilet. And, uh, as I say, they forgot to pay for about 18 months. Um, had to do an emergency eviction because they didn't pay their water bill and got that cut off. And, uh, they put in a little bypass out front and water was bubbling up front and they're stealing water and it was wintertime. And the only reason I got in the house was, was I did an emergency, uh, eviction cause I thought pipes are going to be frozen and going to destroy my house. So. There's, there's that, um, the roughest part was, um, the past few years, um, my favorite uncle passed away. Um, and, um, he taught me at a younger age how to paint a car, um, which was really cool. Really helpful when I had my first car. Um, and I'll never, the two things for one for cooking was, uh, he taught me you can put chocolate chips in pancakes. Never even thought of that. And, you know, I imagine that it is, but at that age, I never thought of that. And, um, he taught me what sweet tea is too. Now it's like everywhere. Um, but for a long, long time, I didn't drink sweet tea. I didn't know what that stuff was. And wait, they refill it in a clear container. And the Eli, if you've ever seen tea that gets used in a clear container over and over and over again for years and years and years, the tea builds up on the outside and it's some nasty looking stuff. It does not look appetizing, but, but they obviously loved it. That's that Southern stuff coming through. Um, I am a cousin. I'm a cousin to several, um, growing up. There's a lot of stuff that was, um, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I have a cousin, Joey, who was kind of like my little brother. He's not the oldest of the cousins, but, uh, he was one of the closest. Um, and that was really cool. Um, and his, uh, he's got a couple sisters and he's got an older sister and younger sister and they're, they're freaking awesome. Um, and they've since married and it's, it's just great. It's, it's a good extended family. I don't spend enough time with them, um, as, as much as I want to, but they're there if I need them. And I know that, and that's really cool. Um, going down this path. So I'm also an ex-husband. So, um, I was married for 13 years. Um, I've, uh, I've done, uh, the counseling, the marriage counselors. Um, I've gone obviously through the divorce, nasty kind of, cause kids are involved. You got to go to court. You can't settle it. She wouldn't settle on anything. Um, I tried to be the nice guy. Um, and she thought I was always playing her. Uh, you know, that's sad for her because that's up her upbringing. She's never really had a male figure in her life that she could count on. Um, not that she would count on me, but she didn't trust anybody, um, to the point where she had protective orders against me or tried to get protective orders against me. Um, even lying to try to get a couple of those. Um, I've uh, been on the, 
I've paid support for a very short period of time. And then I've been receiving support because I've got full physical custody of my kids. Um, she wanted to get done. And anyway, so I know all that. I'm only, I'm saying this because we're going to talk about stuff in podcast and I'd really like for you to know where I'm coming from and what I've experienced. And, and I'm not going to try to change your mind. I'm just going to give you my viewpoint and my, uh, my, give you my opinion. I'm just going to say, this is what I did. I'm not talking at you. I'm not preaching at you and I'm not lecturing you. Um, I'm just trying to help you push yourself, open your mind and push you towards your own goals. Um, I've dealt with CPS. I've done it in law enforcement side and I did it in my own, my own life. Um, I've, uh, it all ended cause I caught her cheating. Boy, that's a tough time. It was a really tough time. She was out of town for a week. Um, so that was really, really tough. And then she sent her mother up from, <laughs> to watch me cause I was boxing up the entire house. Um, it was an abusive relationship. Uh, I'm not saying anything that Eli doesn't know. Um, you know, she punched me, she hit me, um, I was a big guy then. We'll talk about weight loss and all that fun stuff. At one point, I was 335. Um, so the balance around 300, 280 was a good time. But I was a big guy, and she's a little woman, 110, 105. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so when you take a punch or a slap, it's more of an ego thing. But it's a, it's, a, it's a mental abuse, really. I mean, you're getting hit, and there's nothing I can do. I touch her, and I'm going to jail. Um so that's tough. Um, she pushed me down the stairs um, to a point where I hit my head and knocked me out for a period of time. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how long. Um, I've uh, tried to hide my closet to get away from her. She's locked me in rooms. Um, she's chased me. Um, there's a point where I did uh, consider suicide a long time, long time ago. Um, I got personal counseling for that. Um, and that's where I learned, um, a big behavior of my dad of being my rock. Um, every, anybody in this world that I can go to and say anything to, it's going to be him. Um, and as I get older, I, you know, I know it's coming. There's one day my dad's not going to be here and I'm not going to have that rock, but the only thing I know is how to be a rock to my kids. So, um, a lot of information there of what I've learned. I'm a friend. I have work relationships, church relationships, former girlfriends. Um, I have done probably one of the most difficult things in my life. And I've, I've had a best friend for like 25 years and I ended that relationship. Um, because I was kind of forced into a rescuer role of, you know, he's a victim and for four years, he's calling me up and wanting me to tell him that what he's doing is right and that he has all the worry in the world to do what he's doing. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And when I tried to become that coach to try to push him to be a creator, uh, it didn't it didn't work. And uh, and then he said some things that probably wishes he hadn't and I was just done. There's nothing I could do anymore for that relationship. Um, and it was a long distance one. So, um, it was tough and I just had to get out of it because at that point I become part of the problem, part of that cycle of him not getting any better. So I got out of it. Um, and I'm hoping it's the best thing for him. He loses a friend, but he can get a better relationship with his wife.
Um, I've given money to friends. Um, I've hired friends um, through my through my years. Um, and then because you know single dad for a while now, I've uh, I've had dates. Unfortunately, I find those 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 women that are alcoholics and um, users and those that have daddy issues and um, the stalkers and the freakazoids. Um, and then just the lovely, lovely women out there that are just amazing. And for whatever reason, um, it didn't work out. So my career, like I said, in formal law enforcement, it was only eight years. I got out when my daughter was born. Um, I didn't want to put on a gun and a vest to go to work. And this is before um, law enforcement is what it is today. Um, law enforcement was very political. Um, I didn't take my dad's advice from going into it. <clears throat> But, um, I definitely agree with him now. Um, but through that, I learned a lot of laws and a lot of processes and how, how things behind the scenes work. Um, so I can give a lot of advice or I I can, I can tell a lot of stories about what I've learned behind the scenes. So, um, and then I got into corporate security. There's a lot of, um, oh, I want to say implied security, homeland security type issues, world security type of stuff that law enforcement can't touch. And I wasn't in the FBI or um, a federal side of it, so I can only give you my perception. Um, I've been through the hiring process, uh, obviously getting jobs, but then I've I've been on the other side. I've done the hiring, um, and I've been fired. Uh, not a lot of people can say that. I have, and uh, I've been sued at work. For you know HR issues, they're suing the company, and they're just naming me in on it. I got sued in law enforcement too, but but anyway. So I wanted to take that opportunity and fill you in about me. There's obviously everyone's got their story. That's mine. That's mine in a nutshell. There's my resume, so to speak, of of me. So I hope you tune in. Um, if you're watching now, obviously thanks for tuning into this. Um, click you know like the video on YouTube. Um, Hope you tune into the next podcast. Um, so what I'm going to say is uh, get a feel for your future, and I'll see you on the next show.